to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm Gabriella Cruz alongside Nick Padone and Chris McNeil. Happy Monday. Guess who won some bets this weekend? Guess who won What's some up, bets? Gab? Some bye week bets, yes. did you? Yes. Thank you, George Pickens. I can't believe I'm saying this. Whoa, whoa. I know, I know. All right, so what was the bet? You got to talk us through this. It, it was an Anytime TV. All right, all right, cool. Yeah. And yeah. who gave you that? Uh, George Pickens. No, no, no. Who gave you that bet? That was me. I, oh, did I you? picked George Pickens last week. I said he'd have an anytime t- TD. <gasps> no way. And sure enough, not only did he have one, he had two, he had three. He did? No, Pickens? No, Kittle. 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 George Kittle. Wait. Wrong George. Yeah, George. I got so confused. I was like, wait a second. All the did Georges. You have, did you have Kittle? Or did um, you have Pickens? Unfortunately, I didn't jump on the Kittle train Fast okay. enough. Chris didn't have George Kittle any time touchdown. He, he had didn't. George Kittle every time. Every time. <laughs> yes. Three of them. Uh, Three of them. There was a couple every time touchdowners over the course of Sunday. Jamar George had Chase. three. Yeah. Man, that's got to be the coolest thing ever. If you were playing any sport, what feat would you most want to accomplish? Oh. I think a triple, just because basketball is my true love, I think triple-double is really cool, especially as a guard. I knew I was, like, kind of growing up, I knew I would never touch rebounding. Um, so you always try for points and assists, but rebounding was always hard as somebody that was well below six foot their entire life. So, yeah, uh, I would say triple-double would be the feat that I would go for. McNeil, is this a golfing the f- thing the for you? The feat for me would be winning my bets, which yesterday <laughs> I was very disappointed in that Raven-Steelers outcome because I had the bet. I think it was Cribs's boost from yesterday where oh, he had oh, yeah. the under, which that game went woefully under, which was beautiful. You also had Lamar Jackson with a turnover, and he had one late in that game. They were rolling, and I thought the Ravens, Ravens have got this. The third leg was for the Ravens to win, and sure enough, the Steelers somehow pull out that game, and I end up taking home the L. So the biggest thing for me to do in sports would be to win one of these bets, win one of these three legs, because the weekend before I had a good one with Ohio State, not so good this weekend. Oh, that's boring. You Sorry. play golf. Come on, something there. All right, Dad, give me one. one. You have? Oh, he's already I've accomplished his dreams. So. Oh, I've right. had an albatross, <laughs> which is a, a two oh, wow. on a par five before. So, I don't know, win the Masters. Fit me for a green jacket. <laughs> oh, there it. we go. There we go. That's All right, Gab, cool. what's yours? Oh, um. Any feet? Oh, man. You know what? Two-on-two two volleyball, the Olympics, baby. Like the some Misty May and uh, Carrie Walsh. Like that would be so fun to win. That, that would be fun. At the Olympics. That's Even though I'm though. a track head at heart, and I, I think the coolest thing in track is when you can win multiple events at the highest level because it's really hard to specialize in one, let alone take home gold in more than one. So probably one of those. Now, yeah. are you a volleyball player? I am. Play? Okay. I do. All right. I, uh, are you a setter or are you a spiker? Back-to-back Whiskey League champions. Um, nice. <laughs> Whiskey Island, I mean. <laughs> Whiskey. Uh, I am – I'm really good – I'm all around. Uh, so of we don't course. have specialized utility p- in our in our beach volleyball league. We don't really have specialized positions, but I will say I'm really good at um, like digs okay. or when people really spike it really hard, just kind of getting one hand. You down. need that. You um, need that person. So, yeah, it's an underrated Doing the thing. dirty work. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. most people are like, oh, yeah, I'm a really good spiker, blah, blah, blah. I think I'm actually most valuable probably in the back row. So, yeah, nice. it's a good time. All around. all right guys well i feel like we're delaying the inevitable um browns on a bye week got the 49ers coming up the afc starting to take shape really the nfl i feel like now week six 
kind of got a great grasp on which teams are good, which teams are bad. I know we're going to power rank some teams. We're going to give you guys some more bets this week, so sit Stay tuned for that. We got Gab, who's hot, but we got me and Chris, who need to kind of uh, win some bets a little bit. So I didn't tell you about my losses. It's okay. We get, we got to <laughs> listen to Gab a little bit in that segment. We're going to fill in some blanks, take you guys through some more Cleveland sports headlines, and we will do that all straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Big Play Reflog Show. Shall we power rank? Let's do it, Gab. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to power rank the top three teams in the NFL right now. Uh, I have, I mean, 49ers have to be at the top of your list. Are we going, are you, we going Let's unanimous? Go three down to one. On okay. This. Three, all right. Yeah, all I forget, right. I forget. Nick, what's your list? It's been a Yeah, we haven't minute. power ranked anything in a while. Yeah, all right. My list, one. I'm going to go number three. Philadelphia Eagles. They're undefeated, but they, okay. they've shown flaws. I get the them, San Fran, only undefeated teams in the league. Right. I'll keep them at my three. My number two, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Scoring 70 okay. points in a game a couple weeks ago, just dominant all, all across the field. It's crazy. When Tyreek Hill was traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins, a lot of people thought – could we see a different Tyreek Hill? You know, he's getting up there in age. No Patrick Mahomes, no Andy Reid. No, he's gotten better. He clocked the fastest time. He, he tied the fastest time that NFL player has ever been recorded in a game. I think he hit like 22 miles per hour. He was moving as fast as my car moves, like driving downtown. So, that, like, Tyreek Hill otherworldly and then my number one i'm gonna just go with the consensus san francisco 49ers mm. the best team in the league top to bottom i get brock purdy you know kind of was a little bit of an unknown he was the fun story last year maybe a little punchy coming in into this year a lot of people were you have to show me it well he's shown me it he looks really good he's got his name in the mvp conversation cmc debo samuel we know the offense is really good but that defense is legit too those are my top three so I've got a similar list. I think I flip-flopped number two and three. For three, I was between the Chiefs here and the Dolphins. You okay. ultimately went with the Dolphins up there. I put the Chiefs in at three, and the reason was the Swifties. I think that <gasps> influx of fans is just going to be the momentum they need to stay in the top three here. Obviously, Patty Mahomes continues to be Patty Mahomes, and I anticipate this team to be there all year long. They've been tested. They've been there before, so I think they're a solid at number three. Number two, I got Philly there. Uh, I like both lines. I like what they do down in the trenches, both on defense and on offense. Jalen Hurts spinning the ball. Um, I like the Eagles at two, and for number one, I've also got the fighting Brock Purdy's up there. <laughs> San Francisco, number one, who we get to face this week. I think they're pretty solid. We saw over the weekend they're just fantastic on national TV. They just went out and killed Dallas, and Dallas pulled a Dallas on national TV as they normally do. So yeah. there's my top three. Okay. Dang. All right, well, Chris kind of stole mine. Uh, Did I? Nothing yeah, wrong with no, that. No love bit. for the Lions in there? Because I was going to put the I, Lions up there. I didn't get to the watch li the Lions yesterday. Okay. Detroit, you know, they're a lot like us. I think their fan base is very slim, similar to the Browns. They've been downtrodden for years and years and years and years. And it's good to see that fan base finally have something to root for. Yeah. So I got Detroit just outside of my top three. Same. They're in that, like, tier two. Like, I got Buffalo in Buffalo, that tier right. two. Certainly Jacksonville, who just beat Buffalo this past 
past week is kind of in my tier two um, of teams. You know, definitely nothing wrong with that. You're looking at a long 17-week NFL regular season. It's still pretty early, too. It's still super early. So a team like Detroit, a team like Buffalo, Jacksonville, you still have time to catch fire um, into this later half of the season and really be hot at the right time moving into the NFL playoffs. I I Does not apply to Carolina. I love the Browns in that category, too. A team that really could take advantage of that back half of the schedule, beat up on some easy teams in December, and be hot going into the postseason. Yeah, what about just AFC teams? Oh, AFC teams. I'd probably go Miami, Chiefs, Kansas City, Buffalo. And then Buffalo. I can't sleep on I get Buffalo's been up and down all year. The defense may be a little bit shaky. They've had injuries. When your quarterback is Josh Allen, you're you're gonna find your way into the top three. It's just really good. Where do you have an AFC North team? Not that high. Yeah. Isn't that surprising? Not right? that high. Um, look at what we just that was saw an this ugly past game weekend. Yesterday. Rock fight. Just yeah. a rock fight. Uh Raven Steelers. And that's usually what happens when those two teams play. But uh yeah, it, it really seems like this AFC North is wide open through five weeks here, Chris. And it seems like it's anybody's taking because Cincinnati started off horrible. Okay, they finally had a coming-to-Jesus type of game where they were scoring on all cylinders. The Browns, Joe Burrow we've seen looked like it. he was back he yesterday. Did. He I, did. I wish I could have watched that game. I was in between all the other ones, and I didn't get to see a ton of that one. But he, he looks he, like he's back. The calf looks like it's healthy. He was playing. He was balling. He had a swagger back, and that kind of scares me in this division. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. What what I I hate doing this. What team scares you the most now that we've seen what we've seen from all three, Chris? Because last week we were saying when that question was posed, okay, really maybe none of them scare me that much. I get that the Browns still have three divisional games left. For me, it's still Baltimore. I know really? Pittsburgh just won. Pittsburgh's in first place. I think Baltimore could have the antidote to beating a Jim Schwartz defense, and that's running the ball straight up the middle. Pittsburgh doesn't really have that. Like, uh, Jalen Warren's a better running back than Najee Harris, who they drafted in the first round. Baltimore just, I think they have the secret sauce with Lamar QB, and that's just run the football. And that's what they're going to have to do. Their wide receivers are horrible. Horrible. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. How many drops yesterday? They were showing it. Like, Lamar had a good game, and he would have had a good game throwing the ball if anybody could catch it on that entire team. And then you've got, uh, uh, you know, I I think this is a team in the Ravens that is built for the longer term because they can run the ball. They can play a little bit of defense, and they're going to be okay in this division. I'm scared about the Bengals now. Yeah. Because you got Joe Burrow. If he starts getting that swagger back, then we could be in some trouble because we know that they've got talent on that team. And Joe Burrow was the big question mark, and they seem to get some some things figured out yesterday. A healthy Joey B is definitely frightening. Yeah, with Jamar finally back. Uh, He posted after the game. Did you see that tweet, Chris? The 7-Eleven, always open. Uh, (laughs) Kind of tossed that out there. So we see you, Jamar Chase. You're always open except when Denzel Ward's on the other side. Hey-oh. Boom roasted. <laughs> uh, how are we doing on time, Boom? Should we take a break and come back with fill in the blank? Just kidding. We got a few minutes. Love it. Love it. Well, how about this, guys? The Browns are a team that we didn't really mention in, oh, in our yeah, top yeah, yeah. rankings to be fearful of. 
what what what's our bi-week pulse check that we have a couple minutes here before we have to go to break to just talk about what are we feeling the the Deshaun thing is out there and it's an uncertainty if he's gonna face the Niners how serious is the shoulder injury I think is a fair question to be asked we heard he was medically clear but if he's still not practicing as we you know go through this week certainly the start of this week is a concern What's your overall just pulse with this team and really where they could stack up in the AFC? Because right now the North seems so wide open. I'm very anxious, very anxious now after this bye week to see what we did the last time we were out there on the field. The fact that Deshaun Watson is not practicing for all intensive purposes at this point. You heard that he was gone back going to Houston while he was over the break. What was he doing there? I don't know. Hopefully he was rehabbing. Hopefully that's not a concern. But then to hear him come back and not be 100% ready to hit the field when you know you're playing. We just talked about San Francisco, the number one team in the league. You've got to be ready you got to be putting that game plan into action this week in practice and he's not ready to go so that causes me a lot of anxious moments right here as we lead up to this game does it make you nervous at all when you look at these divisional standings pittsburgh uh in the in the division two and oh undefeated yeah. baltimore two and one the browns one and two since he oh and two the Browns only have three divisional games left. They have to take advantage of those now because you kind of slept through the first half of them. You know, felt good and won. Felt really in good the in the first one. Yeah. In the rain, got the dub. But then, ooh, did things go over. south in a hurry when Nick Chubb gets hurt against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Deshaun Watson decides he doesn't want to play against the Baltimore Ravens. Now you got to make up ground in this division. And until you win those divisional games, you're always going to find yourselves late in season being like, we got to have other people help us out. We need these teams to lose so we have a chance to get in there. Or, they, or you would just play the wild card game. But if they want any shot at this AFC North, they got to take advantage of those three games that are left. And they got to get in rhythm on offense, which is tough right now with Deshaun being out and obviously Nick Chubb lost for the season and maybe beyond. And an offensive line right now, there's some question marks up Big front. Question. We did not think coming into this season, you know, losing Jack Conklin right off the bat. And it there. seems like that's the least of our worries. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even begin to predict because of all of these things that have happened. But I, I know one thing. I'm hoping we're dealing with a healthy Deshaun and just Deshaun in general. I, I don't think we should see another DTR situation, even though we were really pulling for interesting. Him. Yes. But against the 49ers, that just wouldn't look good for us. I don't think. No, that would be an ugly afternoon. It would be. If we have to put DTR out there. It'd be bad. Yeah, I you you if you thought yeah. hitting up some of your local uh, you know Patterson Fruit Farm, you know doing the pumpkin patch with the girlfriend and the family, if you thought that was fun during the bye week, let me tell you a little bit about the apples that will be picked during a DTR 49ers game because uh, there will be a lot of Browns fans taking another bye week if it is DTR against San Francisco. Well, <laughs> speaking of bye, let's. Uh, say goodbye briefly it's it's not forever it's not just, forever it's just, just for a commercial break <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back with fill in the blank all right welcome back to the big play reflog show a little fill in the blank action for you fellas of the remaining teams, my ideal World Series matchup would be Ugh. blank Played on the moon. I, I mean, I, I, have you been following? Not at all. Not even in the least. Is Tampa Bay still in it? Nope. nope. Okay, sure. 
They're gone. I have some Dodgers friends. It looks like Dodgers uh, are still in it. So. AL is Twins, Astros, or Rangers, Orioles. NL is Dodgers, Diamondbacks, or Braves, Phillies. I'm with Chris. You could play the World Series on the moon. I don't care, especially with the teams left in the AL. I mean, definitely don't let the Twins get in there. Not the Astros either. I guess I'd be fine with the Rangers. You um, don't like the rags to riches on the Twins? No. It hurts when it's a division. Yeah, like no, I'm I, the same I don't way, want because to. Because there, there was a time back years ago where I'd say, oh, if the Twins make it in, that's a nice story. I like that. But now I'm way too jaded, so I same. don't want to see the Twins. Don't want to see – I don't care about the Rangers. I really don't care about the Orioles. I would like to see the Astros just so they can get their asses beat. That's what I would like. Okay. So I wouldn't mind seeing them in the in the World Series for that reason. That gives you the heel. Then you have the WWE, WWF. You've got the heel walking in, and then I can go for the NL team. Who's doing the beating? Is it the Phillies, Braves, D-backs, Dodgers? I don't like any of those either. So I'll give it to Philly. I love Philly fan because they're so passionate. They're like us. They care. You know, you get to L.A., the Dodgers, they really don't, don't care. care. The Diamondbacks, come on, give me a break. And then the Braves, they they – traditionally just like that's secondary in that town they've they've had playoff games that they haven't sold out you know in the last 20 years so yeah give me the phillies give me the astros and then go phillies from there that's weird i would rather see the astros get beat in the alcs and not even make it there but then you got to have it. What team do you want in there not them i'm so sick of seeing them on the biggest stage what are you talking about yeah, I am sick of it too. I really, I'm sick of a lot of the teams on this list. To <laughs> be sick honest, of baseball. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm a, sick lot of of baseball. It, a lot bring of baseball. Bring on the Cavs. Bring on the basketball. Yes, I, I am excited for Cavs season. No, no, no lie in there. Before we get to Cavs, which I don't think they're on here, but um, <laughs> the best team in college football right now is. To be the best, you got to beat the best. Give me Georgia. They're currently ranked number one in the AP. We saw last year what they did. They saw what they did against the Buckeyes last year. Buckeyes are up there at number three. You got the hated Michigan Wolverines in between us. So the way this season's going to play out, we're going to be able to see it on the field, which is great. Uh, but I got Georgia still as number one. Yeah, I'm I'm in lockstep there with you, Chris, as well. I think for for once for me in a very long time, I have no gripes with this AP rankings of you know this these top four teams. Georgia one, Michigan two, Buckeyes three, Florida State four. I think that's about the order that they should be. Usually, I despise these people go back and forth over you know well they beat this team by this much uh you know this team beat this team but really they didn't play anybody look at the strength of schedule transitive property of sports so far man so far i i have no gripes with how this thing has laid out kind of one through four and it's worthless anyway it is until you get nothing absolutely nothing and we get to see it on the field which is good and we get our shot at michigan and we'll get our shot at georgia as long as we just keep doing our what we need to do and continue to win yeah and a couple of really big games coming up for the Buckeyes I get that you know this next one might not be the most the Buckeyes glamorous. are looking past the next one did you see that tweet today I did for, uh, coming from the official Ohio State football account they're already prepping you for scarleting out Ohio Stadium against Penn, Penn State. State totally <laughs> overlooking Purdue you know these coaches, Ryan Day, they could say all they want to about we don't look past anybody. We're only looking at our next opponent. Clearly, everybody in their social media department, everybody's selling tickets. It's already looked past this weekend.
moment. They're yeah. looking to Penn State in that scarlet out or red out at Ohio Stadium. I don't blame them for yeah. looking past. You know, I mean, that's a big game. You got Drew Aller, local Medina kid, kind of coming back here into the full Northeast Ohio zone, playing uh, Ohio State as a Penn State Nittany Lion. I think that's going to be a fun matchup. I tell you, working that local angle. I'm there. definitely looking past this next one, too, and all eyes for me on Penn State, Ohio State next week. Nice little plug there for our local people. Um, let's go to Deshaun. He, Deshaun not practicing today is. Yeah, so it's Monday. Um, and I think there's there, there's a lot of thoughts that could be had. I think the most rational one is that it's nobody the, wants that. It's the beginning of the week, though. It, it's and it's going to be yeah. a long week. We talked last week, and I said this, and I got a lot of heat in the replies of the show of saying how many times have we seen this movie play before? Yeah. I'll do that again with this because there's people out there like, oh, he's just going with the flow, whatever everybody else is saying. Nick is just going with, okay, well, as someone that was covering this league as a teenager, I've seen this movie play out before as well too and here is how this will play out Deshaun not practicing on Monday he'll be limited when they get back to practice on Wednesday Tuesday's their scheduled off day Thursday he'll be limited again and on Friday Kevin Stefanski will address the media and he will list Deshaun Watson as questionable and we'll play this game all week long leading up into the weekend because Deshaun doesn't know Kevin doesn't know Andrew doesn't know nobody knows right now we're just operating in this unknown where we know the facts he's medically cleared yes he didn't play because he felt like he was unable to also true they said he wasn't able to push the ball 10 yards downfield 15 yards downfield to me how do you get medically cleared if you can't throw the ball 15 yards downfield at that position so i think there's a lot of questions that need to be asked in berea this week and i've seen this movie unfold before it's not the end of the world right now it's really going to come all the way to the end of the week and the answer right now at least according to kevin stefanski is he is not functionally ready to play. And so Deshaun not practicing today is functionally BS. Come on. <laughs> you think he's Get a out there. I, if you could only throw it 10 yards, try and throw it 10 yards. Let's see what you've got. I mean, unless you're really scared that he's not going to play at all, um, I, you know, I, and, and you don't want to show that, I guess, to the 49ers at this point. But, you know, let's see what you got in terms of an arm. I to me, I think that he should at least be giving some sort of an effort with the rest of the team so that we can get a game plan and see if we can execute a game plan. Whether it's inside or outside, I don't care. But get that functional readiness out there on the practice field. Yeah. Do you think he's afraid to play the 49ers? I don't think so. I would implore to. I would implore I'm the serious. fans. I'm It would be after I watching would be. that game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe you milk that shoulder a little extra after you've been seeing what they've been up to. I don't know. And and yeah, maybe that is a possibility. You know, that defense is no joke. You know, who, who y'all got? Nick Boza or uh, Jedrick Wills in the visor? How about uh, Eric Armstead on the other side or Jedrick Wills or rookie fifth-round tackle Dewan Jones? You know, so it, maybe that is a little bit of an apprehension for Deshaun. But I, I think the biggest thing in all this is we could listen to these Stefanski press conferences where he goes up there and he says nothing. But really, you have to follow their actions. Follow their actions when they put together, starting on Wednesday, these game reports, these injury reports. Was he limited if he if he was a full participant Wednesday Thursday Friday okay then he's gonna play but if he's limited and he's limited through Friday that gives you all the indication that you need to know that they're really not sure if he's gonna give it a go on Sunday mm. so you got to follow the actions not the words um if Deshaun yeah. can't go 
are we confident in rolling out DTR? I mean, that's no. another piece. Stefanski said again that he is the QB two. They're not changing anything there. Well, the only thing they need to change is to make changes that'll suit him, right? Well, because maybe we need like Lou Holtz or somebody to call him soft at this point, right? You've already got a guy. He says, you know, blocking everybody on social media, and then he's not playing right now or not practicing because he says he's got an injury. You know, does it come up that maybe he's a little soft? Is Deshaun Watson kind of soft in this situation? I don't know. Maybe he needs an 86-year-old man to call him out. Seem to work for Ryan Day. See if he gets him out on the field, gets him a little motivated to play for the 49ers this week. It sucks, too, for Deshaun. And, and I give the play – I will always give the player credit for knowing when to stop and saying enough is enough. You know, my body's not right to play the position. However, Deshaun gets put in this horrible box for him personally. Like me being as objective as I can be because the last guy that was here, Baker Mayfield was playing and that yeah. shoulder was dangling by the bone. I mean, it was ripped off. We saw the brace seemingly got bigger week in and week out. It was like one of those social media gimmicks, Chris, like retweet this and we'll make the brace bigger every time. They were literally making the brace bigger every week because his shoulder was falling off the bone and he was still going out there and giving it his all regardless of what the O-line looked like or regardless of if he was afraid to play the 49ers. So I do think Deshaun gets put in a tough spot because, yeah, the last guy did go out there when he wasn't yeah. good physically. And this guy's getting $230 million, <laughs> so you'd like to see a little, little bit more. Way to endear yourself to a fan base, man. Way to do it. You're crushing it. Between the blocking on social media and now this, absolutely crushing it. Give that marketing guy a raise. Let's go to break, and we'll come back with some big play bets. Alrighty, well, you could bet on the NFL, bet on the Browns, bet on football with us this week and every week with our friends over at Tipico Sportsbook. Tipico gives you the best traditional betting lines that you've ever heard of. You know, the spread, the money lines, the over-under. We're familiar with all that. But what you got to do when you download that Tipico Sportsbook app is you got to check out the boosts. You got to check out the promos. Every week we tell you guys about the Big Play Boost, where we create our own prop bets on the shows parlay them together and typico will literally take what of whatever odds that the sports book generates and boosts them giving you sincerely the best odds on your favorite ohio sports teams players you name it you got to download it to hear what we're actually talking about when you do use promo code reflog 150 that's all caps Reflog 150. You're going to get $150 of bets on us plus a $30 dog pound bet to bet on this Browns game. Browns 49ers. We're going to talk about it right now. You got to be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a look at some bets for this week. We'll start things off on a chill note. Thursday night football. The Broncos are 10 and a half point dogs. At Arrowhead, playing the Kansas City Chiefs, the Broncos guys are a complete and utter mess. They lost again this past week to the New York Jets on the a Wilson game Bowl. that Russell, Russell Wilson literally fumbled the game away. He is so washed up. I'm not touching anything Denver-related for the whole rest of the year. 
I haven't seen a whole lot of them play, but I do know that um, even with Travis Kelsey, he I think he's the ankle is okay, don't you? If they said, what we saw so yesterday? Jordan Schultz, friend of the show, said it's a high ankle sprain. He came back in the game. He scored a touchdown. He's good to go. I, well, I, as good as you can. And, be and, and Mahomes is a little banged up too, but obviously, so when it comes to, oh, I skipped ahead, covering, did you ask that? Yeah, but yeah, we could just jump right into it. Cover that ten and a half. It's a big spot for sure. Yeah. What What do you think, Chris? Uh, I, I think they can still cover. Oh, I think absolutely. I don't. I don't buy. <laughs> the Broncos are just a mess. Just a mess. You, you see that they lost, as Nick was saying, to the Jets in the Wilson Bowl. You got Zach Wilson. You got Russell Wilson. <laughs> I mean, nobody cares about this game. The Broncos dropped that. Broncos still getting ten and a half. I. They're going to Arrowhead. Traditionally, this is a divisional game, so you say throw out the records, it doesn't matter. You can keep the records, it doesn't matter. Whatever, the Broncos are going to get run here at Arrowhead. It's going to be ugly, it's going to be high scoring, and I think that the Chiefs definitely cover the 10.5. All right, Chiefs 10.5, but you said high scoring. Are you going with a rare Thursday night over? You know, traditionally, these primetime games, and we made the joke last week, and we went a little viral making fun of Al Michaels, these games were just in uh, primetime, like you, you want to throw up at halftime. They're horrible. Wake up, Al Michaels. We're going to see some scoring. Maybe the game's not great, but we're going to see the ball move down the field at least for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd agree with that. I, and for the Broncos, I don't really know what they're going to trot out, so I'm staying away from the total. 51.5 is just way too much because that means uh, Russell Wilson would have to carry his weight. Yeah. I, I don't trust the guy at all. Like I really think that as bad as DTR was, as bad as some of these backup quarterbacks in the league are, Give me Gardner Minshew over Russell Wilson at this stage in his career. I say that in complete sincerity. Uh, the Broncos are just a mess, though. They're going to trade a lot of players on that team in the very near future to recoup some of those picks. People forget they had to trade for their coach. They had to give up draft picks for Sean Payton. They're going to look to give some of those, get some of those back. They could trot Woodrow Wilson out there at quarterback and 20th <laughs> president of the United States, and they're not going to win that game. What? Ultimate Wilson Bowl. <laughs> Do you guys know the, the score of the Chiefs-Bears game that one time? Chiefs-Bears. I think it was the first game that Taylor Swift showed up. To. was 41-10, which would actually so, in, still be under, still be under. this okay, point then under, then under. Yeah, okay. I'm on the under firmly Will as Taylor well Swift as the Chiefs. Will Taylor Swift show up for primetime? Yeah. That's a given, right? We talked a little bit about it on the show. Uh, we weren't really sure about Mama Kelsey and, oh, the, and, yeah. and the whole just vibe that was all very early. I implore everyone watching, plus you guys here if you haven't seen it. She did a hit on USA Today, and it was uncomfy. The hosts were just <laughs> doing their job, and they were asking her, you know, well, what was it like having Taylor up in the booth with you guys? And she did not want to answer it who, all. Who, Mama Kelsey? Mama Kelsey was what? not what vibing with it. And that comes off the tales of Travis and Jason on their show saying that the league is kind of overdoing it a little bit that with all this. was taking a bit out of context. It was. I mean, it, it, that would be pressure because what about this? What if you're in the early stages of dating someone and you notice that you're not in it as much of a hit in person as you are as, as a headline? That's That would be, <laughs> that would be some awkward territory to navigate. Yeah. I'm not implying anything, but I, I'm just saying the reality is you're like just stating it, it he would, was it hanging would be, out by himself on his birthday in kansas city i mean they had him that picture of him at the drugstore where he's buying the backwoods or whatever it was i, I don't know man <laughs> i don't know like, I, I, yeah we're all behind it but maybe it's just not a match in real life. maybe i'm gonna say no to answer that question for our bet segment no i don't think taylor is gonna be there in arrowhead hmm. all right 
we'll we'll be seeing. They're going to drive her personally to be there. I mean, come on, Amazon Prime, whatever they could do <laughs> to get him get her there is going to happen. Yes, Taylor Swift will be there. All right, let's go Sunday night football again. What is with these primetime games? I would love to attend the open bar where they create these schedules. Giants plus 14 point underdogs in Buffalo against the Bills. We were talking about the Broncos being so bad. The Giants might somehow be worse. What are they cooking with Daniel Jones out there, Chris? The battle for New York now on Sunday Night Football. You've got the Bills coming back. They're coming back from across the pond, and they're going to be pissed, and they're going to yeah. take it out on the Giants is, I think, what's going to happen in this one. I'm going to go cover. That's a two-touchdown spread. That's huge, absolutely huge in the NFL. I'm insane for going saying that they're going to cover, but I still think that Buffalo is ready for this. They love to assert themselves as the team in New York because it gets forgotten so often, and they are the talented team here. I think the Bills roll. I think they cover the four team, and I'm taking the over, too. I'm liking over in both of these games so far. All right, I'm going to go I'm going to go with you. I think Bills roll. They they come out pissed off. Yeah. Uh, they lost a weird game in, to the Jaguars in London. Those are always a mess. You could never really put your finger on which way those are going to go. Give me the Bills. I'm going to go samesies on, on wow. all that. I, uh, did you notice, I, I don't know, I feel like you can tell a lot by mannerisms and body yeah. language with players. And I, you saw a lot of uh, Josh Allen getting a little feisty and, and coming off. So I, I think, through his helmet too. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm on board with you guys. I'm thinking he's going to come out swinging. And uh, yeah, let's let's do the over. It's a perfect and opponent Connor. to do it against. Now, the Giants probably will have Saquon Barkley for this game, but the, the, the thing that probably doesn't matter that much is that Buffalo D-line is really, really, really yeah. good. Remember how they shut down the Browns run game with Nick Chubb last year in that weird game where we thought we were going to play it in the snow, but it got moved to Detroit, and the Bills' defense was just able to dominate. So I think it's going to be a similar thing. Saquon coming back will probably get the headlines in this one, especially for Sunday Night Football, but I'm still on the Bills rolling because they're just that good and I don't think they've had a chance to truly show how good they could be perfect opponent to do it against Daniel Jones is horrible yeah Game yeah. <laughs> times I am not bought in on that guy all right the Cavs baby yes are we gonna talk preseason I'm ball fired up wow Cavs at Hawks preseason opener wow. on Tuesday now this is the first time anyone in Ohio has been able to bet preseason NBA action. Now, What's do you have like? do you have any insider tips for us, Chris, on how how one would approach doing that? I, I barely approach watching preseason action up until this season because you know I'm going to bet on it. Yeah. So I'm going to have something down on these games, and I'm going to assume it's going to be a whole lot like watching the NBA All-Star game with just a bunch more role players involved. You're going to see a lot of scoring and not a whole lot of defense. So I'm going to be betting the over heavily, just like I was in those nationally televised football or NFL football games. I'm going to be doing the same thing with the preseason NBA, and uh, I'm going to expect a lot of scoring and not a whole lot of D. All right. Well, it seems like the preseason betting lines are somewhere around over under for point total Cavs and Hawks around 219, 224, okay. 223. So let's just say this over under 220. Let's do that 110 apiece. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling pretty good about that. 
I'd love to go back. Let's see if I can pull up real quick last year's preseason oh, score. Okay. Yeah, do a little deep dive analysis Just for your see. preseason I'm basketball. I'm curious here. So last year, October 14th, Cavaliers Magic 108-114. All right. So that hits over under. by two, right? Ooh. Yeah. So that's over by two. The other one, 99-105, 113-97. So you're right there. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, 114-108. I'm taking the under, too. Cavs are a good defensive bunch. I think that was their bread and butter last year. I'd be surprised if it was any different this year. I like that everything that I heard out of this Cavs training camp was that Tristan Thompson and Georges Niang Two of the loudest vocal leaders, and that, that's what JB said that they were looking for. Like last year, they were just a really quiet group, and that they wanted to add a little bit of personality. Usually in the NBA, you're trying to tone down the personality. Yeah. Usually it's too much personality. You got personality coming from all over. So it's kind of interesting to me that this Cavs team is looking to add a little bit. They did with Tristan. They did with Niang. And I don't think those guys are going to contribute that much, especially when we talk about where these Cavs want to go in the playoffs but i think for the regular season it could be cool chris do you have like a a win total in mind for the Cavs right now oh gosh i haven't even thought about that yet let's see what did what did we have last year 52 no were we that low i was thinking more like 55 60 no we weren't up to 60 how that's many for games sure. is it again 82. 82 yeah 82 game season i'm Oh, man. We're going to be better than what we were last year. I, oh, I really wow. believe that. All right. I, I really believe that. I think that we were sour. 51. They were 51 and 31. Okay. I think we were soured at the end because of what happened in New York. Um, you know, we just faded off so badly in that series, and that felt just like after the season that we had, it just felt like such a disappointment. But I could see Donovan Mitchell leading this team back to the playoffs. And really – I, I could see us. Hopefully, we can win a playoff series. Hopefully, we can go a little bit further uh, this season because you know I, I'm really excited about the young core. I like what Donovan Mitchell brings, and we got to prove something. Otherwise, Donovan's gone. He might be gone anyway. So let's take advantage of him while he's here. Typico has that over under at fifty and a half for wins Beautiful. for the Cavs this season in, in the regular season. I like the over fifty and a half. I think they could do what they did last year. Give me 52. Yeah. Sign me up for 52. One I more like win than last year. Yeah. I will say, if anyone's a little bit nervous about betting that over, just a little bit of reason to sprinkle into that nerves is Donovan Mitchell. I think that last year, JB was so excited to have a superstar that he played Mitchell yeah. way too many minutes. And then come postseason, Mitchell was exhausted. Jared Allen was exhausted. Mobley certainly exhausted. DG2. I think this year we're going to see JB dial it back a little bit with some of the superstars. Um, And I think the moves that they made this summer allows you to do that. So now like Max Drews, you go out there and score the ball tonight. Niang, you go out there and score the ball tonight. Even Amani, you go out there and score the ball. So that way everybody else could kind of just follow suit and it doesn't have to be like, we need Donovan to go get a 70 or we're not winning on Tuesday night against the Raptors in Toronto. So where do you think that puts us in the East? Do you think we're like fourth, fifth? About the same. And, yeah. and I think the East is is weird because it's top heavy, and it, it got a lot yeah. more top heavy uh, with the Dame till Milwaukee. Milwaukee's yeah. going to be really good. The Heat with Jimmy Butler still going to be really good. The Cavs, to me, just Celtics, Philly, then us. 
like the Cavs over Philly. Okay. Who's Philly have? I hate Philly. You know that. When James, it comes to basketball, I hate Philly. James Harden Before is... Before he had baseball, not in basketball. James Harden is still throwing his fit. They're oh. talking about Joel Embiid could be on the trade block. Not this year, but maybe next. And then really Tyrese Maxey. Okay, maybe... Uh, I always look out for Toronto. They're always sneaky okay. good. But, yeah, I think the Cavs probably around three or four. I'd love anything that puts us above Philadelphia. I hate James Yeah, Harden. all right. I so, Chris, let's go with this. Our expectation, my expectation, and we could write this in stone. I didn't expect to do this, would be Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, Cleveland. I'd be very happy with that. I think that's how yeah. talent stacks up. I think that's on paper how it stacks up. I would be very happy if the Cavs were a top four. I'd be happy with a top five team in the East. And I'd take that too. And then you get into the playoffs and you roll the dice. Because that's what I'm saying. We learned last year that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And we thought so much like, oh, we got home court against the Knicks. We were feeling so good. Roll. Like we got that top spot. Like the field house is going to be rocking. Remember how it was with Braun? And it was. The field house was rocking i was there yeah but the it just did not show on the court so i really think even if it doesn't turn out to be like that you know a top four finish in the league that's that's fine that's fine we saw miami make it all the way and they were playing teams so it, it really doesn't matter just find a way to get in there get your guys healthy and get them ready for spring that's when things really matter all right with that we'll take one more break and we'll be back right after this Welcome back to the Big Play Reflog Show. Some strong feelings on the Cavs. I really do hope that we do well, Cavs, because uh, at this point for Browns, I'm a little shaky in our, in my confidence. And then yeah. next year with the Guardians, we're going to have a new manager. And it just, I don't know, this year was kind of a buzzkill for us, obviously not making the playoffs and everything. So with Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs, you'd love to see them have another strong season. Gab, yeah, uh, do I need to pull you back in on our Browns? What's that? So I, I get that the outlook is probably bleak at best when you look at this 49ers game. We don't have Nick Chubb, and we probably might not have Deshaun. Like, I uh, well, listen. And I just watched George don't Kittle speak score that. Speak three that into touchdowns, and Brock Purdy is real comfortable at quarterback. He's he making quick decisions out there. So I don't like I said, body language is huge. When I watch Deshaun, sometimes his body language just looks like he's just not. I don't want to say confident, but yeah, like second guessing stuff. When he's in the zone, he's in the zone. But how confident is he going to be coming off of a shaky shoulder for two weeks now? All right, so we'll do this. Let's say Deshaun does play this game. Look at the weather forecast. Well, rainy, you, you tell me. Rainy and fifty. That's coming from uh, the big play weather desk. Nick oh, he's J. Totally weather. Totally not playing. Um, fifty and raining. <laughs> we know that Deshaun traditionally struggles in the rain. So let's just we could put this 49ers thing as a wash. The Browns are two and three. There's so many beatable teams left on this schedule. I can't get past it. And I know we've done this in the past, right? Where we get ourselves like so excited. Well, if you look ahead, but seriously, look ahead. The Colts in Indy, they're a rebuilding team. Oh, yeah, we can. Their quarterback is not going to play in that game. Anthony Richardson, promising rookie. It's going to be Gardner Minshew. The Seahawks, same situation. Geno Smith, that's a winnable game. The Cardinals in Cleveland. Josh Dobbs is not going to come 
back into Cleveland and going to beat the Browns. Are they? Then two divisional games we talked about in the open of the show. They got to handle their business against the Ravens and the Steelers or else none of this matters. But then you have Denver. You have the Rams who aren't that good. You have Chicago. You have the Texans. You have the Jets with no Aaron Rodgers. Those are all winnable games when that calendar gets ready to flip to December. I got my eyes on Denver is a win. LA is a win. The Bears a win. The Texans a win. The Jets are a win. There's five wins in the month of December. They should be hot going into the playoffs. I know we've played that coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't game in the past, and it's come to bite us. But I really think if you're looking for a reason to be optimistic about the Browns, it's that they have some absolute clunker opponents on the schedule coming up. So you take those five wins, you pair them with the two we've already got. You got a seven-win ball club there. No! <laughs> come on, Chris! I mean, oh, like you said, it's going to come down to the division after that. You got to pick up a couple of others. But yep. you've already written them off for this game, though, against the Niners. I have, yes. Yeah. And let, let's talk about that since we are in the midst of our betting segment. Browns, this line continues to move and it will move all throughout the week. But right now, plus four and a half at v- home. At home against the Niners. Give me, give me San Fran. Ooh, really? You could play this game in Cleveland. You could play this game in San Francisco. You could play this game uh, in the pyramids. You could play it in the Coliseum where Dana White's trying to do UFC. You could play this game on the moon. San Francisco rolls. I got the 49ers, 39, Browns, 10. Man, imagine what a, a Browns bet would pay out, though. Well, on this one, and you've got two factors, I think, that do work in the Browns' favor. Number one, we're coming off of two weeks. Now, I know you give most coaches, that's going to be great. Kevin Stefanski may not be the mind of certain other coaches, but you still get two weeks for the Browns, and San Francisco comes off a short week. Number two, they still got to go cross-country to come here. So give me the Browns with the points, and every single one of the points you're going to give me, I will take, but I like the Browns with the points. I know before the show I said 49. But I'm going back and saying Browns because I'm thinking that whatever you said it before, whatever makes sense, it probably won't happen. <laughs> yeah, so it... now I'm playing a little reverse psychology <laughs> and I'm doing Browns. Devil's sure. advocate. Browns uh, cover Browns. So what we have to do is we got to get a big play boost up for this game, guys. Typico's counting on us. The morale <laughs> isn't super high. <laughs> yeah. Chris said with the points, should we do an alt spread? Browns don't get blown out by two touchdowns. Browns plus 14 and a half. I like that. All there right. Plus, go. how about this? Yeah. We, we've been very cold. Let's just come out and say it with our anytime touchdown scores. Christian McCaffrey. I keep going for Najoku. Christian McCaffrey has scored 14 in a row. Is Jim Schwartz the guy that stops him? To go against. This breaks the streak. No Christian McCaffrey touchdown. I love it. Mm. I love that. Oh, you want to boost that it. one? Go yeah. No CMC touchdown. Browns oh. don't get blown out. Mm. I love I'm, it. I'm with you for no Browns blowout, but I feel like... You ooh, think CMC is... I, I think he's... I want to believe in our defense, though. That's right. Overruled. We got to believe in our defense. Believe go, Jim Schwartz. You're going to stop Christian McCaffrey. All right, should we pick one more leg? Maybe a player to go over. How about a Jerome Ford? Jerome Ford touchdown. We're going to have to He's see. Got That's to. an easy one. one. You got to ex- you got to expect him to score, right? All right, so we got Jerome Ford is scoring a touchdown. Yep. Christian McCaffrey is not scoring a touchdown, and the Browns are not losing this game by 14 <laughs> or more points. We the alt spread, we hit max on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is either going to be the funniest thing we've ever done. <laughs> or the dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> we have to take one more break, don't we, Bo? 
I miscounted. Let's let's take one more break. We'll come back right after this. Welcome back to the Big Play Reflog Show with uh, Nick Fedone, Chris McNeil. I think we went a little over, so what do you think? Should we wrap up? Yeah, wrap up. I think uh, we got a fun week ahead with Cavs starting up. We got the Guardians managerial search is ongoing, and then... Uh, yeah, got to got to get through this Browns game on Sunday. Any inklings on anything going on with our guards in terms of the managerial search? I thought it was. Do have to ask I thought question. it was funny that the one name that came out was Kevin Cash. Like of yeah. all the names, and this is such a secure thing. They're keeping this so tight lipped. Their list of forty five that they've whittled down to like forty. That Terry manager. Francona. Everybody likes. except for Sandy Alomar who said I'm not interested. Terry Francona likes Kevin Cash. I yeah. like Kevin Cash too. Yeah, if, too. If that news broke from passing, another Cleveland guy made a big in the in the media world. And that's it's Kevin Cash. I don't know how you do that. You'd probably have to either buy him out of his raise contract that has, I believe, one more year left, or you just trade for a manager, uh, which is a little bit more common in baseball than it is in other sports. It's weird that to me that that's the one name that you let out of all the names. They they let the big one out first, and I and I like it. And they're supposed to fill this by the end of the World Series. There's word out there on the street that they'd like to we'll do see. that. That's what the front office is saying. I don't think that's going to happen. you got a list of 40. That would take just in Excel, just whittling it down. It'll take you <laughs> longer than the World Series. How, how so. about just interviewing people, whether it's in person, right. on Zoom, Zoom, or whatever? You're going to do 10 interviews every day? <laughs> and it's not like you're interviewing a cashier and screening. Like, let's look at your background check. Okay, how many DUIs do you have? Let's eliminate you there. No, you're interviewing for a position that hopefully you're going to have filled for the next 15 yep. years, ideally. So, uh, yeah, good luck whittling it down. Hopefully we get a good one. You know, I mean, to follow Tito now, I think they that the managerial position for the Cleveland Guardians is very is very important versus other clubs because people rally around that. We may not have the money of other clubs, but you had a guy like Tito and he could draw in some veterans, I think, um, just because of his personality, because of his history. And if we get another guy who people yeah. respect around the league, that'll help us bring some people, even if we might not have the biggest bag. Kevin Cash. There you go. You might not have the cash, but you got, got Kevin Cash. cash. There we Put go. that on a T-shirt. Cash All right, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Reflog Show right here on Big Play. Download that Typico Sportsbook app, and we'll be live with you again next Monday. Until then, see ya.